Carlos Rodon has been one of the best pitchers in the league, no question about it. He pitched a complete game, just put the team on his back, dominant outing on Saturday, helping the Giants turn things around in the series, and really, he's been great from day one. And yet, he's not an all-star. So we'll talk about that, but also just how he helped turn the tide for the Giants this weekend against the Padres next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data driven and rational, but also simple passionate and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015 and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Hey Giants fans, you're going to love this. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Sports Card Investor app. Welcome to the world of trading cards reimagined. Stay tuned later in the show for more information on this awesome new tool for collectors. You're going to want to check out the Sports Card Investor app. And coming up on today's show, like I said, a lot to talk about from this weekend series against the Padres Giants, losing the first two, falling back to 500. You know, we were very close to to having a doom and gloom another one. I mean, it's been a lot of doom and gloom lately. But uh, starting with Carlos Rodon on Saturday the Giants turned things around in these last two games, at least. And Rodon, I mean, he's the big story. He's the guy who stands out the most for me from this weekend. He absolutely put the team on his back. He went uh, nine innings, gave up one run, struck out 12, two walks, lowered his ERA to 2.7. But that that doesn't even really begin to tell the whole story of the game or the season for Carlos Rodon. He has just been one of the best signings in the league he has absolutely been that co-ace that we talked about before the season how there was a chance that he and Webb could be a dynamic duo at the top of a rotation and it's kind of taken time for Webb at least to kind of get fully on track but he's arrived Rodon has been dominant basically since day one he had that one blow-up outing against the Cardinals on national TV maybe that played a role here maybe Some decision makers only saw him pitch in that one game. I don't know exactly, but he has been great. We're going to get into some of the numbers. The all-star selection process is completely flawed, and so there's just no question that he's deserving of being there. This is like classic Major League Baseball in that there's often like no question what the right thing is, but then we explain, well, that's not, we just don't do it though because that's just the way it is. It's kind of like the strike zone. It's like, well, there's no question that's the zone, but yet that that pitch that's six inches off the plate, that's a strike because that guy who is completely imperfect, has a mask on his face and stands off center and is not a robot, uh, gets to make the call, even though we have the technology to do it the other way and get them consistently right. That's just Major League Baseball. And for the All-Star game, it's about every team needs a representative, which is kind of stupid the more you think about it when you've got no offense but like Joe Mantiply a reliever for the Arizona Diamondbacks like if Mantiply was a free agent right now and Carlos Rodon became a free agent right now 
Carlos Rodon would net a contract north of $100 million, most likely. And Joe Mantiply might get 10 maybe $15 million. So there's just no question that Rodon's value is exponentially higher than a reliever like Joe Mantiply. And we'll even make a case, no offense to Joe Mantiply, he's having a good season, but a reliever having a good season is not the same as a starting pitcher who's thrown many, many more innings having the type of season that Rodon is having. So that's one of the ways that Rodon was hurt was by having representatives from every team. And if you look at starting pitchers like the Cincinnati Reds, Luis Castillo makes this all-star team. No doubt that Rodon is having a better year. But if you really get down to it, there's a couple of factors that to me were the biggest. And I know some people don't care that Carlos Rodon didn't make the all-star team. I've seen a surprisingly lot of comments about how it's fine, it's good, he'll get to rest his arm and have a rest over the all-star break. Well, that may be true, but the thing is that the players care. He wants to be there. His wife is all over Twitter talking about how it's ridiculous that he's not there. He wants to be there. You've worked your entire life to be at this level and to perform at the at the top of the top. Like you're the cream of the crop. You're performing better than your peers at the major league level. You want to be recognized for that. And so I don't buy that. Oh, well, it's good because they'll rest their arms. I don't care. If you want to rest his arm so much, just say, if you're the Giants, we don't want him to pitch in this game. But still, he should get the recognition. It is something that goes on your resume. They never take it away from you. All-star nominee, like or just all-star, 2022 all-star at the major league level. Do you think it matters a lot? Of course it matters a lot to these guys. And so it's just absurd that he isn't there. There is a chance that he becomes a replacement for somebody who either backs out or pitches on Sunday or whatever. But Alex Pavlovich kind of looked at the guys who are there and saw that none of them seem to be aligned to be starting on Sunday. So we'll see. I really hope he gets that honor, but it's kind of, it it taints it, just the fact that he would have to back in that way as opposed to just being named outright. It's just stupid. It's really dumb because he deserves to be there more than many of the guys who are there. And the other thing is that Clayton Kershaw, for example, he gets selected to this all-star team. Rodon has pitched like 40 more innings than Kershaw. Kershaw's ERA is better, but Rodon's ERA is still extremely good. The peripherals for Rodon are much better than those for Kershaw. We we could look at what they are. There's just Rodon, the volume matters. You can't just pitch. It's like the relief pitcher argument. You can't say, oh, he's having a better year because his ERA is lower. When you've pitched 40 fewer innings, that matters because it's just a cumulative thing. And so anyway, the fact that Kershaw, Rodon absolutely 100% deserves to be there more than Kershaw. But look, I get that Kershaw should be there. He's a Hall of Famer. One of the best, he was the best pitcher of a generation and the All-Star game is in Los Angeles. He has to be there. But for me, that just means maybe the All-Star rosters are too small not just Kershaw, but the whole thing. It's like, if you have, if you look at the list of snubs, it's not just Rodon. Across the league, there are so many players having excellent years who are just not selected to the All-Star game. To me, that says, okay, either you need to stop having a representative from every team taking away from these extremely deserving players, or you just need to expand the rosters a little bit and make sure that this doesn't happen. So it's not just me kind of having a bone to pick a little bit. This is a major snub. Rodon 
has been legitimately, you could make a case the best pitcher in the league. Look, by run prevention, he hasn't been number one. But if you look at some of the peripheral numbers, dominance with strikeouts, walks, home run prevention, number one in fielding independent pitching, which for fan graphs, they use fielding independent pitching in their war metric. And therefore, Rodon is number one in terms of pitchers in the league in wins above replacement. But again, that's based on FIP, which is not actual run prevention. It's kind of predicted run prevention, but still very relevant. And he's number one in the league. And Kevin Gosman, by the way, number one in the American League, and he doesn't make the all-star team. So that's another ridiculous snub. So coming up in just a minute, there's one other factor that I think I haven't really seen anybody talking about, but for me, maybe the biggest factor of all as to why Rodon didn't make this team. But also, I want to turn our attention to the positive, which was the fact that, I mean, this dominant outing for Rodon on Saturday just took control of the team's destiny, goes out there and pitches a a shutout. I keep wanting, excuse me, a complete game, not a shutout, but still just a dominant, dominant effort, put the team on his back, and then they rolled to a win on Sunday. So we'll get into all of that in just a minute. But first, our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to see what all the hype was about. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, Energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. It's lifestyle-friendly, which is important to me. Uh, Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, uh, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and most importantly to me, contains less than one gram of sugar. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, as promised, there's this key factor in, in the the fact that Rodon wasn't named to the all-star team. I didn't even really mention that Logan Webb also was not named to the all-star team. So when all is said and done here, the Giants have one representative and it is Jock Peterson. And to me, this is the factor that is most perhaps significant. I mean, really, we're uh, one of the best pitchers in the league didn't make the all-star team. It's not the Giants' fault. It's not Giants fans' fault. But what I'm going to say here is that the fact that Jock Peterson got voted in by the fans, I think ultimately hurt Rodon as much as anything, given what we know about the fact that he ultimately didn't make it. So the reason for this is that, like I said, every team has to have a representative at the All-Star Game, which the more I think about it, this has been true forever. But the more I think about it, it's been a while since a Giants player got snubbed like this. I think Pablo Sandoval was a huge snub back way back in whenever that year, what, 2009? Like 2009, right? Yeah. And so it's been a while since I've been aggravated about snubs, but it happens every year. And anyway, the the main factor or one of the main factors, so Peterson gets voted in by the fans 
And if he doesn't, if he doesn't, and the league essentially, I don't know exactly who's in charge of making the final call. I think it's voted on by players and coaches and managers uh, as to who the reserves are. And it's just crazy that they didn't find a spot for Rodon. I, I just don't get that at all. Like every team he's gone out and pitched against, against except the Cardinals, should be like, wow, this guy's an all-star. Maybe the Cy Young, maybe we're looking at the 2022 Cy Young winner down the road. So if Peterson doesn't get voted in and the Giants have to have one all-star, I think it would have been insane to not have selected Rodon over Jock Peterson. It's just not even close, really, when you when you look at the value of these two guys and compare them. So I'm not trying to take anything away from Jock Peterson, but the fact is with Peterson, you're looking at a guy who I mentioned like relievers having less value than starters. Well, platoon guys have less value than everyday players who are able to hit lefties and righties and provide defensive value and provide base running values like your star players are players who hit both lefties and righties well and they give you defensive value and maybe they even run well run the bases well and jock peterson does one thing really well but not the rest so what peterson does is he hits right-handed pitching very well so that's just the reality. So if you look at actually the fan graphs, wins above replacement leaders on the Giants, Peterson's been in a little bit of a slump and he's fallen to fourth on the Giants among position players by this number. And this might shock a lot of people. And actually, I have a feeling it's going to make a lot of people diminish the value of wins above replacement in your mind, which I don't totally blame you, but just know it's close. We're talking about very marginal differences here. But for Peterson, he's fourth among position players behind Slater, Flores, and Yastrzemski. So I get it. You're, that's going to make you go, whoa, that stat, that metric is flawed. But you have to keep in mind that this metric is accounting for base running, defense, not just how good you are, but what position you play. And just it's also a cumulative stat. So if you're not playing a lot, which Peterson doesn't play a lot because he doesn't play, he comes out of a game when a lefty comes in to, to pitch, even if he started, not every time, but often, then he doesn't start when there's a lefty on the mound. And so it's going to diminish your value. It's This is a cumulative stat. So the more you play and produce, the more this number is going to go up. But anyway, Peterson's at 1.2. Fangraphs wins above replacement. The offense has been great, but it's just offense almost exclusively against right-handed pitching and then almost nothing else he's not providing defensive value he's not a good base runner I'm not trying to knock Jack Peterson he's been a good player for the Giants but Carlos Rodon has been a starter who's gone out there every five days and been excellent and so that just has a lot more value and by fan graphs wins above replacement which again is based on fielding independent pitching he's at 3.7 so that would make him more than three times as valuable as Jack Peterson believe it or not and so to me, and I've seen this written about quite a bit recently, like Jock Peterson voted in as an all-star starter, and yet he doesn't start every day on his own team. And to me, I just have to say this, take this opportunity to say this, that doesn't mean the Giants are doing it wrong. It kind of means that the fans got the vote wrong. And again, no offense to Jock Peterson. I just think he's not one of the best position players, the eight best position players in the National League. He's just not. And so as great of a 
player as he's been, as much energy as he's provided, as much as I'm happy he's there and happy he's in the starting lineup, uh, there's no question that if you had to ask me who's the one guy who deserves to be there more than anyone on the Giants, it's Carlos Rodon. And I would take Logan Webb next. I definitely wouldn't have Flores and Yastrzemski and Slater there. I would have uh, Jack Peterson ahead of them, even though that that war metric doesn't say that. But still, Carlos Rodon is just far and away the Giants' best player so far this year. There's really no question about it. And Logan Webb, like I said, would probably be next. So anyway, getting to, hopefully he gets in, but getting to the game itself, Rodon, I mean, the Giants needed this in the worst way. And and just kind of the the human element here of Rodon calling out the team's energy uh, a week or so ago, like after his start prior to this one, or before, his, I don't know, like about a week ago, he said that the team needed to have more energy and just to go out there and kind of take control and put the outcome of the game into his own hands was very reminiscent of like some Madison Bumgarner in the playoffs type stuff, just putting the team on his back and willing the team to a victory in an important game for them. They were, if they lost, they would have fallen below 500 for the first time all season. And and what he did, I mean, he kind of was a little bit rusty, not rusty, but a little bit shaky, wobbly in the first inning and really into the second inning as well. But he he got through it. He found the zone when he needed to. He got a big double play uh, in the second inning with the bases loaded against Hassan Kim, and he ends up going the distance. And he's the first Giants pitcher with 10 or more strikeouts in a complete game since Madison Baumgartner in 2016. He had 27 swings and misses, the most by a Giants pitcher in a game since Tim Lincecum in 2013 when he had 29 in his July 13th no-hitter. And so for Lincecum, I must say, it took Lincecum like 150 pitches to get 29 swings and misses. And for Rodon, he did it in far fewer pitches. So it's even more impressive to me. Rodon was peak Rodon in this game on Saturday and it just kind of seemed to to really be an important game for the Giants. And it it brought them back over 500. And now that's where they are after winning this next game. What was it? 12 to 0 against the Padres on Sunday. So coming up in just a minute, we'll continue talking about where the Giants are. What's their run differential? How many games back are they? What are their playoff odds? All that in just a second. But first, whether you're a casual card collector or looking for exciting alternative investment opportunities which now is probably a good time for that, the free sports card investor app has something for you. As players like Adley Rutschman, Jeremy Pena, Julio Rodriguez, many of whom are all-stars, I mean, at least Rodriguez, that guy is awesome, make the jump to the big leagues, you can find or use the free sports card investor app to check the prices and buy their first baseball cards. Uh, There's never been a better time to start collecting cards of your favorite players like Mike Trout, possible future giant Aaron Judge. I know a lot of you are rolling your eyes when I say that, but hey, it's possible. Anything's possible. With the free Sports Card Investor app, you can see the latest values and find great deals to build a -a one-of-a-kind collection. Download the Sports Card Investor app today, available for free in the Google Play and Apple app stores, or go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. All right, as promised, we are going to talk about the Giants turning the tide. Carlos Rodon, like I said, I mean, I spent a long time there explaining that. I just think he's been so important to this team. And ultimately, it has kind of played out, like we said, 
that the strength of this team has been starting pitching in a way, because in a lot of ways, guys like Alex Wood, Alex Cobb, the results haven't matched up with the peripheral numbers. But yet what we saw yesterday from Alex Wood, he went out there and had a great start of his own, is that he's capable of that. And to me, Alex Wood is also capable, or excuse me, Alex Cobb, hopefully I said that right, is also capable of that. The peripheral numbers have been really good for Cobb and Wood. And then if you've got Rodon and Webb and then Junis coming back, you have the potential still in the second half of the season, still half a year to play, to have a really good starting rotation throughout the rest of the year. Now, there's a whole question about Carlos Rodon's free agency. He reached 100 innings with this complete game on Saturday. So he is 10 innings away from gaining the right to opt out of the one-year $22.5 million left on his deal with the Giants. And so unless something horrible happens, he's going to reach that threshold and he would very likely opt out. And that's a whole different discussion that we'll have at a later date. I don't think he's a midseason extension candidate. I think he's earned the right to test free agency coming off a strong year, and he's going to probably want to do that. And that's the player's right. And most players don't want to negotiate, especially in the midst of your walk year, essentially. They don't want to discuss a contract in the middle of the season. It's just very unusual. So anyway, Alex Wood had a great start of his own on Sunday, seven innings, no runs. Giants shut out the Padres. And with the win, they improved to 43 and 41. And their run differential, obviously helped by this 12-0 score, improved to plus 31. And that run differential has an expected record of 45 and 39. And so I get it. When you're making when you're when you're having a big game like that, it's perhaps skewing the numbers, but also it's saying that your team has the talent to put up 12 runs and allow zero. And so at the same time, run differential is a big picture number. And so for me, it's a it kind of bodes well for the Giants. And here they go playing now another series against the Diamondbacks. And the D-backs are an inferior team. It is a team that you should beat. We've been saying that for a month and they haven't been able to do it against those types of teams. But hey, maybe the tide turned and it would be big to win that series, at least, possibly sweep, who knows, and then welcome in the Brewers and then it's the All-Star break. So for the Giants, they are now, they've really fallen in the National League West. They're 12 and a half games back in the West. I've been saying for a long time that the West is a long shot and the most likely route to the playoffs was always going to be through a wildcard avenue. The Dodgers are talent-wise like just on a different level than pretty much any team right now. And so most likely was always, there's three spots available if you don't win the division. There's only the one if you do win the division and you have to obviously have the best record in the division to win it. And so the wild card was always more likely and just realistically we have to understand you're 12 and a half back in the division and you're two back in the wild card. So look, of course you want to win the division, but it is a total long shot at this point. Giants are just two back in the wild card race. The Phillies have taken over that third wild card spot. Giants are two back of them. They're only four and a half back of the Padres who are slumping. Padres are three and seven in their last 10. They've kind of their run differential is not much different than the Giants. And so maybe Padres can come down to earth a little bit. Maybe the Giants can positively regress a little bit as well. The Cardinals are also sandwiched between the Phillies and the Giants. So basically, if you're a Giants fan, you're looking for both the Phillies and the Cardinals to lose. Well, right now they're playing each other, so they can't both lose. 
But so far, I think each team has won a game in that series. It's going into Monday. Didn't they just play each other? That is odd. Uh, I'm not sure if that series is just ending or just getting started. But it's probably a four-game series started on Friday. Yeah, so another game between the Phillies and Cardinals. Someone's got to lose, so I guess you look at it from the positive way. Someone has to win, but someone has to lose. So anyway, the Giants just need to take care of their own business for now and try to carry this momentum into their next series. But anyway, Fangraphs has the Giants playoff odds at 40%, which you can look at it as, oh, it's less than 50-50. Or you can look at it like, imagine there was a hitter who had a 396 batting average. And we would call that hitter the greatest hitter of all time, you know, from a batting average perspective. Well, the odds of the Giants making the playoffs, according to Fangraphs, are the odds of that hitter getting a hit. And of course, no one would be surprised if that hitter got a hit. In fact, he's the best at it in the world. And nobody is even this good. And so those are still pretty good odds. And that's the thing is that it's really fluid right now. It fell all the way down to 30. It was recently above 50. And so right now is an important time, especially with the trade deadline upcoming. So, uh, and just by the way, their division odds less than 1% and the wildcard odds 39%, according to fan graphs. So anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot, so thanks in advance, and thank you to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. Stay locked on Giants.